We are going to be learning Lekutzi Sichas, Chayot the fourth Sicha of Pashas B'Shalach. This is a fascinating Sicha. It's a Sicha regarding the topic of Erev Tavshilin. And when is the opportune time to eat the Erev Tavshilin? And the purpose of this particular eating share will be to do the background, to really understand the background of this discussion. So when we approach the Alter Rebbe, we're able to understand what the Chiddush of the Alter Rebbe is in the Sugya and what his Chiddush is and how, uh, what the essence of what the Teichen of Erev Tatshulun is. And based on that, when the Erev Tatshulun should be eaten and also when the Eruv Echatzeris, if, if one is made, when the Eruv Echatzeris should be eaten. So the Alter Rebbe writes <clears throat> um, in the Shulchan Aruch. So he says like this, that regarding the Erev Tatshulun, the, the Chatechila, the pass and the tachel needs to be guarded. You need to have it until you've finished all of your Tzorichet Shabbos. Meaning is, you, of course, you make the Erev Tavshil and Erev Yamtev, and you need to keep that Erev until you finish cooking and baking for Shabbos. Once you finish cooking and baking for Shabbos, then you don't need the Erev Tavshil, so you can eat it, and you're, you're okay. Uh, of course, once you've eaten it or got, got rid of it, you're unable to continue cooking for Shabbos. So, of course, you want to be careful to make sure that only once you've finished preparing for Shabbos, only then are you able to uh, eat the Erev uh, Tashon. So he says, that's an Iker Adin. He says, Mokamakim, the mitzvah minamuvchar, is to wait and not eat and hold off from eating the bread of Erev Tashon until one of the meals of Shabbos. And the purpose is that you would use that bread as part of Lacha Mishnah. And the reasoning is because anything which is done a mitzvah with one time, it's right to do another mitzvah with. Right? So you did a mitzvah of Erev so therefore let's do another mitzvah and you'll use it for one of the Suddhas of Shabbos. The mocker of this idea of using it for another mitzvah is a Gemara in Mesachas Brachas, Taflam Mitas and Bez, and it's also mentioned in Mesachas Shabbos, Kafir Zayin, Amid Bez. Um, with, with some shunuyim, but the, this is the general idea. The Gemara tells us over there, this is in Brachas, the Rav Ami, Rav Asi, Kihi, who ripped Eruva, that when Rav Ami, Rav Asi, when it would, when it would come to them, the Erev, uh, they'd make the Bracha of a Maitzi, and Amri, and they would say, since we did one Mitzvah with it, we made the Mitzvah of Erev, so now let us do another Mitzvah. So this is the source of this idea that the Alter is mentioning that one, when you do a mitz, one mitzvah with, a, with the Erev, there's an Indian to do also another mitzvah with it. The Alter Rebbe continues that the Yeshnaigen, that there is another minig, not to break the bread until the third meal of Shabbos. And the reasoning is, they last this by mitzvah's harbe, in order to be able to do many mitzvahs with it. Because you're going to use this kikar, this loaf of bread, for lacha mishnah for the first suda, and for the second suda, and for the third suda, that only then will you actually eat the bread. So you are using this bread for multiple mitzvahs. And the source for that particular idea of the yeshnai again is from the maril. The maril tells us that even though ikar din, you're, you're um, of course, as we mentioned earlier, you just need to keep it for Shabbos itself. But he writes like this, that his minig was 
to leave the Erev Tavshilin from Lecha Mishnah for the night of Shabbos and for Shachris and for the Su'ud Shlishis, that's when he was Baitzei Allah. And the Marshal, uh, he also says that, he says the Erev should be Kaim, that, that since the Erev has to be Kaim, you have to make sure it doesn't uh, get eaten. He says, um, you shouldn't eat until the night of Shabbos. He says, nonetheless, what was his actual minik? His minik was to leave the Kikar for Leil Shabbos, the Macharasai, and by the Su'ud Gimel, he was Baitzei Allah. And the reasoning being, because once you did one mitzvah, it's right to do other mitzvahs on it. So that is the halacha by Erev Tachilin. We have the Ikerdin. We have the, once you do one mitzvah, you should do additional mitzvah on it. So you should really keep it until Shabbos for one of the meals. And then the Yesh Naigin, which is not just to do one additional mitzvah with it, but rather to do multiple mitzvahs with it and keep it all the way for until Shabbos. So what's interesting is, when we look at Arube Chatzeris, so Arube Chatzeris, you should think, the person made the Arube Chatzeris, it, it, you should have the same type of logic that try to do as many mitzvahs with the Arube Chatzeris before you actually eat it. And kach, that is actually the truth. That is kach what the Maril Apaskans uh, and also the Marshal, they said that the same mini that they had with Erev Tavshilun, they also had with uh, Arube Chatzeris, that they be marked by mitzvahs and they only use, fit, eat it by this Udish Lishus of Shabbos. But the Alter Rebbe writes, he brings the Psaktin of the Ramah, and he says that you should be Baitseya on it, the Shabbos Shachris. He brings in the Chatzit Eagle, or he says you could also be Baitseya on it if it's Udas Laila, but you just need to make sure it's Vaday Laila. So either you could have it at night when it's Vaday Laila, or that's in the Chatzit Eagle, and what he actually puts into the Pnim itself without any parentheses is that you should have it in the morning. And he writes that because since you did one mitzvah, you should also do other mitzvahs with it. So we're seeing a very big difference over here. By Erev Tafshilin, the Alter Rebbe writes the Minigod Maril. But by Arube Chatzeris, he just brings this idea of doing one additional mitzvah with it. Either you do that, you use it for the night meal or you use it for the morning meal. He doesn't say that you should keep it all the way to Shalosh Shudas so you'd be able to do mitzvahs harbe. Why not? What's the difference between Arube Chatzeris and Erev Tafshilin? So, to understand this, let's go to the Gemara itself that we mentioned in Brachas, Daflamites. Let's analyze that Gemara better and look at how the Rishonim learned that Gemara. And that will give us a clearer background of what exactly is the concept of holding on, holding on to the air and to do other additional mitzvahs with it. So, the Gemara we brought down earlier was the Rabami, Rabasi, Kiami, Misramlu, Rifta, Darube, that when the air would come to them. So they make a bracha, and they would say, since we did one mitzvah, we should do another mitzvah with it too. So you look at that Gemara, there's three difficulties or three um, questions that you can ask to be able to understand the Gemara. First question is, it says, when an Erev would come to them. What Erev are we referring to? Was it Erev Tashilin? Was it Erev Echatzeris? Was it Erev Tachumen? That's also another type of Erev. Second question is, it says what, when the Erev would come to them, they would, they would make a bracha, meaning they would eat it. When? Was that on Shabbos or was that on Sunday? And the third question is, it says that since they did one mitzvah, meaning of course they did a mitzvah of Erev, then you should do another mitzvah. What was this other mitzvah that they did with 
the Arab. What was that mitzvah achriti that they did? So in the Rishayna, there's three main approaches. Approach number one is Rashi. And the truth is, in Rashi itself, there's two ways of understanding Rashi. Rashi writes, this is his Lashon, that they were ma'ariv. What bread are we referring to? This was the bread that they used yesterday for the Arab, and it was aruve chatzer. So Rashi learns first of all for our first question, what we're talking about over here is an aruve chatzeris. That's answer. That's answer number question number one. Why was it aruve chatzeris? So the Beforshim tell us in Rashi um, a few different reasons. First of all, if the lashon that it's used in Masechah Shabbos is ikluluhu. That when the air was ik, that was by by Pesachas Brach it says ki have misramluhu, which is a similar lashon over there. It says ki ikluluhu rifta deruga, which means that when it would come to them. So Rashi explains it. What does it mean when it came to them the aruve air? So he says it must be talking about a type of air that sometimes came to them, and sometimes would go to somebody else. When would that be applicable? That would be applicable by the aruve chatzeres, because aruve chatzeres you can have a bunch of people who are part of one chatzer. So every week, the Arab would go to somebody else's house. So we're saying is that when the Arab would come to them, this is how they were noyig. Masha'inkim, but the Arab Tashilin would have been ki'ikluluhu. You always, Arab Tashilin is made by the individual. So you would always have the Arab Tashilin. And similarly, the Arab Tashilin is something that you would make on your own. So what's the expression ki'ikluluhu? It's, it's mashed with that. Sometimes it came to you, sometimes it didn't. Second of all, this is what, uh, according to Rashi, why cannot mean, this is Dafka, why can't mean an Erev Tachilin, because we know there's a machlikus between Rashi and Tachilin, what foods are you supposed to be using for Erev Tachilin? According to Rashi, you have to use a Tachilin, meaning a cooked food. Bread does not help for Erev Tachilin, it's only a, a Tachilin will help. While Tachilin argues, and Tachilin says that you need to have pas and a Tachilin. The pas, the purpose of having the pas is to allow you to bake on Yom Tif, and the purpose of the tafshul is to allow you to cook on yamtiv. Rashi Rashi says there's no point of having bread. The bread doesn't help at all. The air of tafshulin just needs to be a tafshul that allows you to bake, to cook. Our minig is, of course, to follow taisvis. And we, we, we have bread and we have a tafshul. But according to Rashi, an air of doesn't even have bread. So it can't mean over here when it says, Rav Amir Asi, when, when the bread of the air would come to them, they would make the bracha moitzalach and arts on it, because according to Rashi, an air of tafshulin never had bread. Therefore, it has to mean either a Rubechatzeris or Erev Tachumim. And the Poyalti says a Rubechatzeris. Not so, again, it doesn't say clearly why it, doesn't, why it can't be Erev Tachumim, uh, but it probably has to do with that expression of Ki'ikluluhu, that, that it came to them. Well, Erev Tachumim, it will always be their um, Erev. Fine. So that's what type of Erev it is. But the question, the next question is when did they eat it? So this is based, there's two options when they ate it. It could have meant that they ate it on Shabbos, and yesterday, the Erev that they made yesterday means that they made the Erev on Friday, and then they would eat it on Shabbos. Or it can mean that they ate it on Sunday, and yesterday means the Erev that they made for Shabbos. And L'Chaira, what is it that these two options based on? That because there's a machlaikis of when are, when, or how long does the Aruve Chatzeris need to be Kayan? One opinion is that you make the Aruve Chatzeris, it needs to be 
Kayim the entire Shabbos. If it gets eaten or lost in the middle of Shabbos, then you do not ha- you, you're not allowed to carry within the Chatzar anymore. In order to carry within the Chatzar for this Shabbos, the Eruvei Chatzaris has to be Kayim the whole Shabbos. A second opinion is that you only need to have the Eruvei Chatzaris Kayim Ben Hashmashes. So as soon as it's Vaday Laila, as soon as it's nighttime, then you're allowed to eat the Eruvei Chatzaris um, because you already were kind of your Shvisa once it turned night. By Ben Hashmashes, once it's Bet Seitz you already were kind of your Shavisa, so therefore you'd be able to allow it to eat the Rubik Hatzeris. Halach Lamaisa, we pass in like the second option, which is that you only need to have it, um, you only need to be kind until it turns Vadei Laila. But, but based on these two options, that's, this is how the, uh, they explain Rashi. So the Sefer HaMichdam learns that the Rubik Hatzeris needs to be for 24 hours, it needs to be for the entire Shabbos. Therefore, he understands, uh, again, this is how I understand the Sefer Michtam. So therefore, I think that Sefer Michtam understands Rashi, that since the Aruvei Chatzeris has to be around for 24 hours, therefore, you can't, he, he couldn't have eaten it on Shabbos, because the Aruvei Chatzeris has to be kaim until the end of Shabbos. Alamai, when did they eat it? They ate it on Sunday. So according to the Sefer Michtam, Rashi is telling us that, that when they eat the Aruvei Chatzeris on Sunday, they would make a bracha of a mighty, and they said, since we did one mitzvah, which is a rubik hatzeris, they would do another mitzvah, which is they would eat it, and they make a bracha of And what's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is that they made a bracha of and they just didn't just, you know, throw it to their dog or, or animals or use it for something else. Rather, they actually used it for suda, they made a bracha on it, and then they did a mitzvah with it. The second way of learning Rashi is from the Rama Rottenberg. The Rama Rottenberg, the holds that the rubik hatzeris only needs to be kayim, so once it's Vaday Laila, you, you're allowed to eat it. So according to the Brahma Rottenberg, you're allowed to eat the bread of the Arubei Chatzeris on Shabbos. So therefore, according to him, what does Etmol mean? They ate it on Shabbos, and what did they eat? They ate the Arubei Chatzeris, what they made on Friday. And what's the mitzvah? So the mitzvah, according to him, is, is, is it's much more papashtas. The mitzvah is that you're using the bread for Lacha Mishnah, you're using for Suda Shabbos. In addition, you're also making a bracha on it, so it's very clear, according to the Ram Rathaburg, the way he's learning Rashi, what the mitzvah would be. Um, the, the, the rubber brings down Ha'ara, the, uh, the Ra'ah. So the Ra'ah learns like these two options, but he's mechalik. He says, if it's a Ruve Chatzeris, then he learns like the Sefer HaMichta. He holds that the Ruve Chatzeris needs to be kaim in 20, full, full 24 hours. So he says, if the Gemara, if you're going to learn that the Arab was a Ruve Chatzeris, then, then it must be that they ate it on Sunday in the Mitzvah be Berch Samaitzi. But if it's an Arab Tuchumen, a Ruve Tuchumen, he's a Ruve Tuchumen here, the Ra'ah holds it just needs to be kaim, Ben Hashmachas. So a Ruve Tuchumen, you're allowed to eat on Shabbos, then if it's a Ruve Tuchumen, that means they ate it on Shabbos and the Mitzvah that they did would be. Um, would be Lacha Mishnah, Suda Shabbos, Bechazamaitzi. But either way, according to Rashi, we, uh, we, so, so according to the, the, the Sefer Mikhtam Maram Rappenberg, within the Ruve Chatzeris itself, uh, there's, according to the Sefer Mikhtam, the Ruve Chatzeris itself needs to be 24 hours. According to Maram Rappenberg, he paskins that the Ruve Chatzeris only needs to be Ben Hashmashis, and the Ra is Machalik, that a Ruve Chatzeris has to be 24 hours, but the Aruv Tuchumen does not need to be. The third option, this is from the Meiri, he says that the Gemara is actually talking about Aruv Tavshilin. 
And again, so according to the Meiri, he doesn't, he holds that the Erev Tafshilin would be like Taisus, and it could be bread, has to be bread and a Tafshil. So you would have bread, so it could be an Erev Tafshilin. And since it's an Erev Tafshilin, of course, you could eat it on Shabbos. So therefore, they would eat it at Taka on Shabbos. And the mitzvah would be the Chamishnah, so the Shabbos. So those are the three ways of learning the Gemara. What type of Erev it would be, and also what the mitzvah is. Was the mitzvah Birchas HaMaitzi, or is the mitzvah Lachamishna Suda Shabbos? So according to how, how we paskin, we paskin that Arubi Chetzeris only needs to be Kayim until it's Vade Laila. So therefore, according to Halacha Lamaisa, we paskin the Gemara could really, the logic of the Gemara could really be referring to Erev Tashilin or Arubi Chetzeris. So according to the logic of the Gemara, both of them are able to be eaten on Shabbos. So what's the reasoning of the Alter Rebbe to be Bechalik? Both of them um, need to be, both of them, the Rubei Chatzeris only needs to be Kayim Ben Hashmashis until it becomes Vadalayla. The Erev Tashulim technically doesn't need to be around at all with Shabbos. could be eaten once you've fulfilled, once you've prepared everything that you need once you finish cooking your Erev Yom Tif, you already can eat it. But nonetheless, we're saying, keep the Erev Tashim to do another mitzvah with it on Shabbos. So same thing by Rubei Chatzeres. It needs to be only Kayim Ben Hashmashes. But after that, you know, you, you, you're able to do mitzvahs with it. So why by a Rubei Tashim do we say that you should keep it until, do as many mitzvahs as possible, do Harvey mitzvahs until Gimel Suzes, Masha Enkein, the Alter Rebbe says by Erev Tachimim, no, just do one mitzvah with it. Just do the mitzvah of, of um, either the night meal, or the morning meal. The reason why he doubt the Rebbe writes in the Pnim, he writes without the parentheses, he says you should use the morning meal. And while in the parentheses, he puts in maybe even at night when it's Vade Laila. So the idea of the eating it, the, the reason why he writes is from the Ramah. Why does he say in the morning? So the Grah explains. The Grah explains that when it's the morning, then we know for sure that um, he's eating he's eating the Arab at the right time. Masha'inkin, if it's night, there's always a chashash that if they brought in Shabbos early or if they're having this Uda Banish Mashas, then there's a chashash that you might eat the Arab before it's actually night. Therefore, the minig was to eat it during the day. To do that second mitzvah, wait till the morning to do the mitzvah. But if it's Vaday Laila, then you don't have that problem. So therefore, technically, he's saying is that you should have a Tzuda Shachris in order to fulfill the mitzvah. Plus, but if you know for sure that it's Vade Laila, then technically you could also have it at night. Uh, there is another Maila, anyways, with having it also during the day, which is because the Suda Sayyim is more Chashev than the Suda Salayim. So that could also be another reason why the Alter Rebbe puts in with, uh, the parentheses at nighttime, because since at night doesn't have the Maila of Suda Sayyim, which is more Chashev, therefore that could be another reason why he, he puts that in parentheses, Masha Enkein, by Suda Shacharis. He does not put it down in parentheses because that would be the more chashim meal. But either way, we'll we'll get back to that uh, later on. The, the 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 second question is: We need to understand what exactly is the Maila of keeping the erev tefshilin until the third meal, or according to the Maril, even Aruvah Chatzeres, until the to, the shlishis. What's the Maila? Meaning. The reason why, what's the mile of having it by the second meal? 
because then you'd have done multiple mitzvahs. You had lacha mishnah. You did the mitzvah of lacha mishnah at night with it. Plus, you had the mitzvah of lacha mishnah by the day with it. And then, if you eat it during the second meal, you also have to fulfill the mitzvah of having a meal. So, what's the mile of keeping it for the third meal? So, you'd have lacha mishnah, okay, that, that, of the first meal. You'd have lacha mishnah of the second meal, okay, you're still having that. And then, when you come to shalashudas, what mile do you have? According to some opinions, even the third uh, meal also needs to have lacha mishnah, uh, or some say at least you need to have bread. But that's, it's not lukuliyam. So according to some opinions of the Salashudas, you're supposed to have Lacha Mishnah. Another opinion is you just need to have one loaf of bread. Other sages, Mazoinus. Some Akilim are saying that all you need to have is a cooked food. Another opinion is all you need to have is some types of fruits. But the point is that by the third meal, it's not lukuliyama that you need to have Lacha Mishnah. It's not even lukuliyama that you need a meal of bread. You just need to eat something according to some opinions. So the question now is that according to those opinions, since, according to those opinions that you don't need a meal, what would be the maila of having the lechem at the third meal? Adraba, it would be better to have it at the second meal. Because by the second meal, you can fulfill the mitzvah of, of the su'udah b'shleim musay. Meaning the second meal is the more chash of the meals. We know the second meal is the most chash of all three meals. It's even more chash of the night meal. But the second meal is, it's a su'udah that you're supposed to make on pas. So it's a meal that has cheshivas. It's a meal that's supposed to be made with pas. So by using the bread by the second meal, then you'll have lacha mishnah twice. Plus, you also have suudah shabbos, and not just any suudah. It's a suudah which you're supposed to have pas for. So you're using the bread for something that it's supposed to be meant that that it's that in the best possible way. You're giving it the greatest cheshivas because for a meal that needs bread, you're actually using the bread of the air. Beautiful. But when you're keeping it for the third meal, you're not gaining anything. You still you don't need lacha mishnah again. According to some opinions, you won't need you don't necessarily need lacha mishnah for the third meal. So you're not getting lacha mishnah. And regarding the idea of having a meal, you don't need to have a meal for the for the last suuda. Um, and even this that you need to have some type of shalashudas. Okay, so you're fulfilling some type of mitzvah, but that doesn't compare to the Su'uda of the second meal. So L'chayr would be better to have, basically what I'm trying to say is it should be better to do the second meal because then you'll have two Lacha Mishnas plus you'll fulfill the Su'uda B'Shleim Musleim. Masha'inkin, if you have it only by Shalashudas, you'll, you'll have two Lacha Mishnas, but you'll, the Indian of the Su'uda, because you're only eating at the third meal, you're not going to have really the Indian of Su'uda. So it would be better to have it in the second meal because then you have two Lacha Mishnas and the Mitzvah of Su'uda Shabbos. Masha'inkin by Shalashudas, you still will only have two lacha mishnas, and the suda that you're having is not a chashuva suda. It's not a suda that needs bread. So you're actually losing. <laughs> you're losing a mitzvah, or at least the third mitzvah that you would have had of suda shabbos is going to be in a weaker oifen. So l'chayr makes more sense to have the bread by the second meal. At the end of Siv Gimel, the Rebbe says gives us kalsat which isn't so clear exactly what he means. But I'll, at this point. I'll, I'll tell you the, what uh, I think the more preposterous way of understanding it, and I will also get back to at the end of the year when we get to the R40 at the end of the Sifa where it will discuss this idea more in detail. But the Rebbe does bring, makes a point that L'chayr, there's another Mila of having it by the third meal, which is the Bircha Samaitzi. As we mentioned in the Gemara, that according to the Sefer Amichtam, that even the idea of making a Bircha Samaitzi, that itself is considered a mitzvah. 
So that you'd also have by the third meal. But of course, making a birchas amaitzi, you also have it the second meal. So whenever you're going to eat the bread, you're going to have the birchas amaitzi. So that's not going to be helping. So again, so the Rebbe is saying that's not going to add anything by making a bracha birchas anenen, a birchas amaitzi. You need to make a third meal or the second meal. So whenever you end up eating it, you're still only having one extra Indian. Either you eat it at the second meal, so you're making a hamaitzi at the second meal for this bread, or you're having it at the third meal, and then you'll have a birchas amaitzi. So you're not adding. There's not going to be any advantage uh, to it. I, I, I will get back to this point more, but L'chaira, there's another idea that the Rebbe is trying to say over here, is trying to bevar. Is that L'chaira, that when you make the Birch HaSamaitzi by the first two meals, is not just a Birch HaSamaitzi, which is a Birch HaSananen. Birch HaSananen is that in order to eat something, which is a Rishos, you don't have to eat bread, um, during, let's say, during a regular day of the week, you don't eat half bread, you don't need to eat certain foods, but if you want to eat, then you have to make a birch sanen in order to eat it. So it's, called, it's called a, it's a bracha, which is a rishos. It's, there's no chiv to make this bracha, it's a rishos. So you want to eat something, then you need to make a bracha. But there's no mitzvah to make a bracha on its own. If you want to eat, then, then, then there's a mitzvah to say a bracha. And on, on the other hand, it's rishos. Masha'en came, when you're making the birch samaitzi for the first two meals, the birchus amaitzi is a, it's part of the mitzvah. Since you need to make lacha mishnah, how are you able to make lacha mishnah? It's only if you make the birchus amaitzi with it. So the birchus amaitzi is actually a chalik of the mitzvah. Maybe, maybe it's a, I'm not, the rabbi, it doesn't go into detail, so this is really, I'm, I'm extrapolating, I'm, I'm trying to understand what the rabbi is saying, but it's probably, I'm not sure if it would be a gather of a hechshar mitzvah or a mitzvah on its own, but lachayr, it's, it's part of the mitzvah of making lacha mishnah is that you have to make a bracha. Similarly to the bracha of Hagafen by Kiddush, that you, in order to make Kiddush, you also have to make a bari priyagafen. So the bari priyagafen of, of Kiddush is not just a birchas but it's a chelik of the mitzvah. Because in order to make Kiddush, you also need to have the Hagafen. So it's, it's a hechsher mitzvah, or it's a chelik of the mitzvah of Kiddush. So L'chayr also, the birchas of the first two meals, is going to be, it's not just a hamaitzi, which is a birchas It's part of the gather of the mitzvah. So therefore, the Rebbe is trying to say that maybe there's actually is a maila uh, 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 by the third meal, by saying birch hamaitzi. Because since you're making hamaitzi, since you have to make a birch hamaitzi, since you, you need to have shalosh so therefore, l'chaira, when you're making the birch hamaitzi, you're having an additional bracha that's being made. Meaning is, you have one birch hamaitzi for the first meal, then there's another birch hamaitzi which is on that bread at the second meal, they're not birchs anenen, but they're part of the mitzvah. Meaning is when you have the lacha mission, you're saying the birchs amaitzi, it's on both breads. And it's because it's when you're, it's like similar to making kiddush, you're making kiddush on the wine. So you're making the birchs amaitzi on the lacha mishnah for the first meal and for the second meal. So when you get to the third meal, if it's a chiv, then when you make the hamaitzi, that means you'd have a third hamaitzi that's being made on this bread. So that would be maybe an additional thing which would work. That you'd have three hamaitzis, meaning is three brachas of hamaitzi, which are a mitzvah of a mitzvah. But of course, according to our explanation, that's not going to work. Because since there's no obligation, according to these opinions, to have bread at the third meal, that means you don't need to have the bread. You can have anything in order to fulfill your obligation. There's no chiv to have bread. And according to some, not only is it not a chiv, it's, it's, it's a rishos to have bread. You can have fruits, you can have whatever you want. So, Ibezoi, there's no chiv to make a bracha of a mitzvah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a rishos. Therefore, it would just have the regular gather of a birch and I'll give you an example of what I mean. 
halacha brings that we know on Shabbos you have to say say in benching. What happens if you forget to say say? Then you have to bench again. But what about the third meal, Shabbos Shabbos? What if you, you, you bent, you, you washed, and you benched, and you forgot to say say by the third meal? Do you have to bench again? So Allah is, it depends. According to the opinions that you, there's an obligation, there's a chiv to have bread. And if there's a chiv to have bread, then you, there's also a chiv, there's part of the chiv of having bread, of course, is to, is to bench. So there's a chiv for you to bench. It's part of the mitzvah. So therefore, you have to bench again in order to get the say. Because Shabbos month, that when you're benching, you need to say um, say. But if the third meal is a rishus, so therefore you didn't need a bench, therefore if you bench and forgot say, you don't actually have to repeat it because Shabbos doesn't demand that you have bread and therefore doesn't demand that you actually make a birchus hamazen with say in it. So according to those opinions that you just need to have fruit, even if you wash and you forgot say, you don't actually have to repeat benching. Because, because the whole gather of the bread is rishus. So even the benching is not a benching which is part of the mitzvah of the Shabbos and therefore there's no obligation uh, definitely be the evidence to say what say. So same thing over here. Since there's no obligation to have the meal, therefore the birch samaitzi is not a birch samaitzi, which is a chilek of the mitzvah, because there is no mitzvah to have bread. Therefore, you're not going to have three hamaitzis on the bread. The only hamaitzi that you're going to have is a, a, a hamaitzi, which is a birch sanenin, which is that whenever, before you eat, you have to make a bracha. But that idea of before you eat, you need to have birch sanenin, that's just, again, a rishus. That's just giving you permission to be, to be eating it. So if you end up eating the bread by the second meal, you'll still have the two brachas of the maitzi, which mitzad the chi of mitzvah. And included with that would also be the maitzi, which is allowing you to eat this bread. So again, it's, it's, it's not adding anything. You have, if you have it by shalashudas, it's, it's going to be the zabazach. You have two chi of mitzvahs of a maitzi that you made for the first two meals. And then the third meal, you also have this idea that before you eat, you need to have a birchus anenin in order to ha- enjoy the bread. So it's not, it's not adding anything. So therefore, the question basically is that according to the, why, what's the mile of having Erev Tavshulin at the third meal? And the rabbi, it would be a greater mile to have Erev Tavshulin by the second meal. Because then you'd have the two Lachanishnas, plus you'd have the two Hamaitzis, which are a mitzvah, plus you'd have the Su'uda Shabbos with the bread B'Shleim Musa, the, the greatest, the most honorable Su'uda which has an obligation to have bread with it, you're going to be using this air for. Mashenkin, if you use this bread for shalashudas, then you'd only have two lacha mishnas. The suuda mitzvah that you're having is, is, not a, is, is not really a full suuda because there's no obligation, according to many opinions, to have bread. So you're not, according to some opinions, um, you, you, it wouldn't, you're not, there actually isn't any chiv of bread at that meal. And of course, that means that the birch samaiti would just be a regular birch sananen, which you anyways have at the first. So it, it, it seems like there's actually, you're losing, you're losing mitzvahs. You're not being marvid in mitzvahs by having it by, by the third one. You'd actually be marvid in mitzvahs by, by having it at the second. And that would be the whole holidays. So those are the two questions. So just to summarize what we said so far, and then we're going to go to the next gemar. The question is, that we, we know that the Kabbalah and Barachas tells us that when you do that, when you do a mitzvah, one mitzvah with the Arab, you should do other mitzvahs with Arab. And therefore we keep it uh, until Shabbos and we make use it for Lacha Mishnah, etc. The Shaila is that the Alter Rebbe writes that by Arab Tashilin, not only do you want to do one mitzvah, you want to do a lot of mitzvahs, and therefore you, you use it for the night, the morning, and use it for Shalshavits. But by Arab Chatzeros, he just says that you use it for one of the meals of Shabbos, you use it the night meal, the morning meal, 
He doesn't say that you that you should do multiple mitzvahs and keep it, you know, for the Shabbos meal and then do it for the day meal. And then Shabbos, he does, no, he just says you use it for one of them. Use it for the night, morning. What, what's the difference in Erev Tashulam and Aruvei Chatzeris? It's both being learned from the same Gemara. And Stam, according to Rashi, the Gemara is Dafka talking about Aruvei Chatzeris. So it would be funny that Aruvei Chatzeris, according to Rashi and other Rishayim, what the Gemara is talking about, that um, would only be do one mitzvah with it, but Erev Tashulim, which according to Rashi, the Gemara is not even talking about. It's just being learnt out from a Rupi Chatseris based on, because it's the same logic, that would actually have a greater idea, Indian, of being doing many mitzvahs with it. And the second question is, that what L'chayra is the Maila of having it? Why is it Marbid Mitzvahs by having the Shlishas? L'chayra being Marbid Mitzvahs by actually having by the second year. Okay. So the next Gemara we need to learn is a Gemara Mesechas Beitza, Daf Tezvav Amid Beis. And this Gemara talks about the, uh, the, the reasons why we have Erev Tavshilin. So the Mishnah tells us that a Yom Tov is Erev Shabbos, that a Yom Tov which is Chal on Erev Shabbos, so Friday is Yom Tov. So the rule is, You're not allowed to cook, you're not allowed to start cooking on Shabbos, on Yom Tov for the sake of Shabbos. You're not, you can't cook for Yom Tov for Shabbos. Rather, rather, he cooks for Yantif itself. And if there's extras, you're allowed to use the extra Shoshats. Second option. The second option is, he should make a Tavshul on Erev Yantif, the same of the Shabbos. And then he he could rely on that Tavshul for Shabbos. Meaning is, he, he, he uses this as an Erev Tavshul. So the second option is that he makes a Tavshul on Erev Yantif, so let's say Yom Tov is Thursday, Friday, so he makes the Tachel on Wednesday. That will be the Erev Tashilin. And then he could rely on the Erev Tashilin to be able to cook on Yom Tov Lutzorich Shabbos. Why can't you cook on Yom Tov for Shabbos? What's the issue? So it's Machlekes Amorayim. Halacha is, is like Rabbah. The Rabbah tells us is that we have this principle called Hayot. That since you're, if guests would show up on Yom Tif, the rule would be that you're allowed to cook for them. So since, if theoretically guests would show up, you would be allowed to cook for them, therefore you're, you're allowed to cook even for the sake of Shabbos. And we, we have this idea of Hoyle for many in Yonim of Yom Tov, that since you could do, let's say, light, uh, you're, allowed to, uh, um, you're allowed to carry if you needed food, therefore you can carry also for other needs, other Yom Tov needs that we have. So that's what Halacha Lamaisa would be passed in that corn to Rabbah, since there's this concept of Hayel, therefore you're actually allowed to cook for Yom Tif Shabbos. That's the Dindar Raisa. But Midar Banan, we assured cooking on Shabbos. Sorry, we assured cooking on Yom Tif Shabbos unless we have an Erev Tashimah. And our Gemara is going to discuss, A, why did we assure cooking on Shabbos Tzarech And also, what's the idea of the Erev Tashimah? So we jump to the Gemara. So the Gemara tells us, what is the source for the Erev Tashem? So Amr Shmuel, so Shmuel tells us, to Amr Kra, which means, remember the day of Shabbos to give it, to make it holy, which means, remember it from another, remember, remember, remember it from another day that's coming to make you forget about Shabbos. So, Zachor, so the, when the Pasuk tells you Zachor, so what's going on over here with this Pasuk Zachar? Zachar is telling you to remember something. So if the Pasuk has to tell you to remember something, that must mean that there's a chashash that you would forget it. What's the chashash that you would forget Shabbos? So the Gemara is 
Shmuel is telling us this is an asmachta, meaning is of course, since Erev Tachulim is the Dorbanim, of course, the Pasuk is an asmachta, that the Pasuk is telling you that the Sechar, that it's giving us a command that when there's a Shash that you might come to forget Shabbos, then you need to remember it. And as Rashi explains, that when Yom Tif comes on Erev Shabbos, then it's, very, it's possible that because you're so involved with cooking and preparing for Yom Tif, you're going to be marbe besudasayayim, and you're not going to leave any food over L'Kavit Shabbos. Therefore, the Torah gives you the warning, L'Zachari, to remember it. And therefore, when you make the Erev Tachilin, he's going to remember it, and, um, and, and, he'll separate, and he'll have some food, he'll separate some food for Shabbos. So Shabbos won't be forgotten. So my time, huh? so what is the reason? So this, my time, what, what is the reason? So hi, what, what's the passion? What does it mean? What's the reason? The question is, my time, Shmuel saying, is that there's another day that might come that will make you forget the Shabbos. That Yom Tif will make you forget the Shabbos. So the more is asking, my time, what's the reasoning that you might forget Shabbos that you need to have a Zechot to make you remember Shabbos? So I kind of told you Rashi, but before you know Rashi, my time, what would be the reason that another day would come and make you forget Shabbos, therefore you need something to help you remind it? My time, what's the reason for that? Amarava Sarava says, The purpose is to separate for yourself a good portion for Shabbos and a good portion for Yom Tif. This is similar to what Shmuel told us, that since you have Yom Tif on Erev Shabbos, you're going to be so involved with Yom Tif, you might forget it about Shabbos. Therefore, the Torah says, Zachar, you have to remember the Shabbos and make an Erev Tashulim, and the Erev Tashulim will remind you that you need to uh, separate a good shtickle for Shabbos and a good shtickle for Yom Tif. Rav Ashi Omar, it's Kadesh Yomu, it's order that they will say, If you're not allowed to bake from Yom Tif to Shabbos, for sure you're not allowed to bake from Yom Tif Lachal. Meaning, according to Rav Ashi, this is a Tekana which is meant not for to remember Shabbos, but it's actually to help you remember Yom Tif. That since there's a Chashash, you're not allowed to cook from Yom Tif to the weekday. We'll learn it like Halach Lamaisa, that's an Isidurban. Midrabani, you're not allowed to cook from Yom Tif for the weekday, and the reason is because it's a zilzil for Yom Tif. So the Chachamim asked you from cooking, even though we have this concept of Hayal, but the Chachamim asked you from cooking from Yom Tif Lachal because of the zilzil. But if you are allowed to cook for Yom Tif for Shabbos, there's a chashash that they're going to say, just like you're allowed to cook for Yom Tif for Shabbos, you're allowed to cook for Yom Tif for the sake of the weekday. Because clearly on Yom Tif you're allowed to cook, you're allowed to do so you're allowed to cook whatever you want. You can cook for Shabbos, you can cook for the weekday. So what's this chashash? So what did the Chachamim say? So in order to strengthen the Tekana that you're not going to come to cook for Yom Tzarecho, they also made a Tekana that you're not allowed to cook even for Shabbos. So the people will say, I'm not even allowed to cook for Shabbos, for sure I'm not allowed to cook for a weekday. But, of course, we need to be able to cook for Yom Tif. So they, part of the Tekana was, unless you make an Erev Tavshil, that if you make a Tavshil, it's either you already began cooking for Shabbos, on Arab Yom Tif, and on Yom Tif, you're just completing it. You're just completing what you already began before. So therefore, a person will have a hacker and he'll realize that he'll say like this, if even for Shabbos, I'm not allowed to cook on Yom Tif for Shabbos unless I, unless I already began it before Yom Tif, and now I'm just completing what I already began. So for sure, let's call, I even if I started cooking for the weekday on Wednesday, I can't have it on Sunday. I can't complete it for what's going to be for the weekday because even for Shabbos, I can't begin. I can only just finish it off. So the club at Shabbos, I can finish it off. So for sure, for the weekday, I wouldn't even be allowed to finish it off. So before we go weiter, 
right when you look at this Gemara, there, there's a few Shilas on Rashi, how Rashi explains it. First question is, when it says, what does it mean, my time? Right? So Rashi says, since Shmuel says you, there's a command to remember the Shabbos, and you have to remember from something which has caused them to forget it. So then it says, what's the reasoning? What's the reasoning? What does that mean? So we explained it to mean, what's the reason that you might have a chashashi, you'll forget it. So we, well, that makes a lot of sense. That's the Pashas, the question of the Gemara. But you look at Rashi, Rashi doesn't learn it that way. Rashi learns it as, why were you misakin the Erev? He says, the Pasuk for sure is not talking about an Erev because of the, the Pasuk is just an Asmachta. And what's the purpose of the Pasuk? The purpose of the Pasuk is telling you that you have to make Kiddush. And Erev is only a Dindurabana. So Shmuel is just an Asmachta. So the question that Gemara is asking is, okay, fine. So we have an Asmachta for this idea of making an Erev that you're supposed to have something of like a Zecher for Shabbos, but what's the reasoning why they even made a Takana for Erev Tashulun on its own? So according to Rashi, really, the question of my time is not going on Shmuel. The question of my time is going back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that you make an Erev Tashulun in order to cook for Shabbos. So the Gemara is asking is my time, what is the reasoning for this Takana of making an Erev? So Shmuel gives you the source and a smachta for this idea of the Takana. But now the Gemara is asking, yes, I see that we have a, uh, some type of a smachta, but what's actually the reasoning of the, of, of, of the Takana? But that's a funny way of learning my time. The Pashtas, the way you read the Gemara simply, my time is just going on the words of Shmuel. Shmuel gave us a source, and then the Gemara says, my time. Meaning, what's the reason that you might come to forget it? And it gives you two reasons. It, it's very smooth to read the my time that way. So why is Rashi coming to say that, oh no, my time is not going on Shmuel, it's going back to the Mishnah. Why is there a Takana of Erev Tashim? The second question is that it seems like Shmuel, Shmuel Shmuel's Pasuk of Zuchar Siyam Shafsa only works according to Rav. The way how Rashi explains Shmuel, he's saying that it's meant, to, since you're busy with the Tzarech Yamtif, therefore you might for, not leave any good, any Menich with Shabbos Kadei Kavayda. Therefore, the Pasuk has to warn you to leave something for Shabbos. So according to Shmuel, Rubba, Shmuel and Rubba are saying the same thing. So Shmuel's giving you the Pasuk, and then Rubba's explaining the reasoning. So Rubba's saying, what's the reasoning for the Takana of Erev Tashulun? It's in order to make sure that you remember Shabbos, to leave a good piece. And then Shmuel's giving you the Asmachta, because it says the Harsim Shabbos Very nice. But where were Ravashi? Is Ravashi coming to explain Shmuel? So clearly not, because Ravashi is not saying that it has anything to do with Kavit Shabbos. According to Rav Ashi, the purpose of the Erev Tashilin is actually we're trying to we're, we're trying to be careful with Lashon of Rashi. Rav Ashi Amar, Rashi says it's not L'Tzarech Kavit Shabbos. No, it's L'Tzarech Kavit Yomtif. That Kadesh Yomu ain't Eifin Miyomtif L'Shabbos. Elim Kim Hiskel Le'ed Yom. In order that that they'll say that you're not allowed to bake from Yomtif L'Shabbos unless you already began Le'ed Yom on Friday. It's as if he's only, he's just finishing off what he began. But he can't begin. So therefore from Yom Tev L'cha, you couldn't, you couldn't even finish it off. So according to Rashi, Rav Ashi, according to Rashi, Rav Ashi is talking about Kavad Yom Tev. So it's clearly has nothing to do with the Pasuk of Zachor Siyam Sapsakach. So the question is, why would you learn it that way? The the way how you're reading the Gemara B'Pashtas, my time for Shmuel, and then we have two reasons explaining what Shmuel is saying. Shmuel is saying that you might come to forget it. 
So the question is, what's the reason you would forget it? So Rava says you might forget because you're busy with Shabbos, therefore you need to make a beautiful piece for Shabbos. And Ravashi is saying that you might come to forget Shabbos is because since it's usher to cook on Shabbos l'chol, since it's usher to cook from Shabbos l'chol, so therefore you, you might forget to cook for Shabbos because you're not allowed to cook on Yom Tif. That means if you want to have something for Shabbos, you have to cook the whole, you know, cook your chalent on Wednesday. So there's a big shash that you might completely forget about Shabbos because you have to cook for it on, on Wednesday. A person might not remember to cook on Yom Tif on Friday or on Wednesday for Shabbos. And even if he did, I don't know how good that food's going to be. The food that you cook on Wednesday is going to be used for Shabbos. It's not going to be very good. It's going to be very old. So you're not going to, so therefore they were massacring this Indian of Erev Tashulim. So according to Rav, According to this way of learning, that the Ravashi is also explaining Shmuel, that remember the Shabbos, that remember the Shabbos, since from Yom Tif, Yom Tif trying to make you forget Shabbos, because since Yom Tif is telling you it's usher to cook from Yom Tif l'chol, or for Yom Tif for the sake of Shabbos, so therefore Yom Tif is making you forget Shabbos, therefore the Torah tells us, the Chorus Yom that you have to do something to make sure you remember Shabbos. Therefore we make an, uh, that the Chamun were masakin, the idea of Erev Tashilim, to allow you to cook on Yom Tif l'chol of Shabbos. And the truth is, this shot that I just gave you is how the Ran learns it. That's how the Tzlach and Marshal learn the Ran. They're saying this is how he learns it. So according to the Ran, the Gemara is very smooth. My, Shmuel says something, then the Gemara asks my timer, then he gives two reasons for Shmuel. But according to Rashi, it's hard to understand. The Gemara continues and tells us that it asks the Shaila on Shmuel. We learned in the Mishnah that a person's allowed to make a tafshul erev yamtif and he say Michal of Lashabbos. He make the Erev Tafshulin on Erev Yamtif, and you could use it, you could rely on it for Shabbos. So as according to Ravashi, that makes a lot of sense. Why do you have to make the Erev Tafshulin on Erev Yamtif? Because the whole purpose of the Erev Tafshulin is that you began cooking for Shabbos before Yamtif, and you're just finishing on Yamtif. So that makes sense. But according to Rava, why does it have to be on Yamtif? Erev Yamtif. Why can't you make the Erev Tafshulin on Shabbos itself? Meaning, since the whole purpose of Erev Tashulin is to remind you to separate a shtickle of something good, Yimani Yafa for Shabbos. So even if that happens on Yom Tif, you're cooking on Yom Tif for the sake of Yom Tif. So as long as you make the Erev Tashulin before you began cooking on Yom Tif, that should also work. So yes, you can make the Erev Tashulin on, let's say, Erev Yom Tif. You're cooking for Yom Tif on Erev Yom Tif. So you can make the Erev Tashulin and I'll remind you at that point to separate a piece. Or you could, let's say, do it uh, Yom Tif morning. You're busy making food for Yom Tif afternoon when you're going to have your, your second meal. So before you make, before you start cooking for the second meal of Yom Tif, you have to make an Erev Tif Shilin to remind you that, oh, I can't use everything for the second meal. I got to leave something over for Shabbos. So according to Rubber, why can't you do that? The Mar says, in Hakinami, yeah, you're right. According to his logic, you should be able to do that. But the reason why you can't is because there's a shash that a person might, um, might be negligent and he'll forget to make his Erev. Because he's so busy with the, uh, the celebrations, he might forget to do it Shabbos, uh, Yom Tif morning. Therefore, we make you do it before Yom Tif. So if it's before Yom Tif, you'll remember to make the Abtashim. Mashiach on Yom Tif itself, you might forget, and uh, we'll have problems. And then the, the more finishes off, that a ton, ton of there's another b'risa that learns the source of Erev Tashim from a different passing. And this is a passing in this week's parasha, and this is the reason why the Rebbe, I believe, is talking about Erev Tashim. Is because of this pasuk. It tells us in this week's parsha, "Es asher toifu efu." That which you bake, you should bake. And whatever you cook, you should cook. Meaning is that whatever you bake on Friday, or whatever you cooked on Friday, you're allowed to keep for for Shabbos. So the Gemara learns from that. What's the double expression? What you baked, 
you, you have baked and whatever you cooked, you shall cook. So Rabbi Lazar tells, tells us, that you, there, there's a situation when you're only allowed to cook for Shabbos when you already have something baked. And you're only allowed to cook for Shabbos when you already have something baked, or have something cooked. And what does that mean? Meaning is that when uh, Friday is Yom Tif, then you can only cook for Shabbos on Friday if you already baked or cooked something on Erev Yom Tif. So you're cooking for Shabbos, let's say, uh, uh, let's say, if, let's say Wednesday. So you're, you're, if you baked or cooked something on Wednesday, then you're allowed to cook or bake something for Shabbos over Yom Tif. So you're allowed to add. So told you that you're allowed to bake in only if you already had something baked already earlier. So So this is what the Chachamim relied on to, for the union of Erev Tashulam and Taira. So Stam, uh, this would be another proof also for the, for the way how the Ran was learning and, and Ashayla and Rashi. As Rashi himself says, is that when Tana Maisib in the that the way how the Gemara writes is that when it asks you for a source, and an Amayra asks you for a source of the Mishnah, and an Amayra will tell you and start explaining the Mishnah, it will first finish off with the Amayra's discussion, and then it will tell you, oh, Bryce learns it from here. So it tells you first where the Amayra learns it from, and we'll discuss it, and then it will tell you where. Um, as Rashi says that this is the derech, the shita satamid, that when the Amoraim begin to learn a reasoning from a Pasik, and then you have another Brisa that learns it from somewhere else, then it mentions it this way. First, it starts off with the Amoraim, that the Amoraim learned it this way, and the Tana learns it this way. So according to the Ran, this all fits very well. It tells us how Shmuel learned it. Then we discuss Shmuel, uh, Rav and Ravashi, and we discuss Rav and Ravashi, and once we finish with Shmuel's way of learning it and discussion about that, then we go to Tani Maiz and Mohacha. But according to Rashi, we have Shmuel's way, and then we finish. And then we go to the second discussion that the Gemara asks, what's the reasoning of the Tukana B'chalal of Erev Tashilin? And it goes into that topic of Rav Ravashi. And then it jumps back to the idea of that Atana learns the Menani Mili, learns the source from somewhere else. But according to Rashi, it's not following really the Sage of the Talmud. It first should discuss the, uh, finish with, uh, if it's telling you the sources, it tells you that my resource, and then it'll tell you a time. So according to Rashi, it should have told the Shmuel source, and then right away, and then it should have said my time. Okay, what's the reason for Erev and going to Rava Ravashi? So those would be the questions on uh, the Gemara according to, according to Rashi. So we will get back to this Rashi in a moment. But first, let's look at the Rush. So the Rush tells us that there's a Nafkamina between Rava and Ravashi. A nafkamina, the Nafkamina would be in a situation where a person made an Erev many days before Yamtif. Or, let's say, he made an Erev before the first days of Sukkot, and now he wants to use it for the second days of Sukkot, for the second days of Yamtif and Sukkot. So the Shaila is that since he made this Erev many days before Yamtif actually began, are you allowed to use it? So the Rush says it depends. According to Rava, that holds the whole purpose of the Arab is that at the time that when you're preparing for Yamtif, that you're so busy and you're misasic with Yamtif that you might come to forget Shabbos, therefore you need to make an Arab Tashulin because that makes you remember to separate a piece. Since you have to make the Arab Tashulin on Arab Yamtif when you're busy making everything, that will remind you, oh, when we make the Arab Tashulin, make sure I'm separating a piece, Litzor of Shabbos. So, it wouldn't make sense. So, so if you prepared the Erev Tashulin many days in advance, 
or if you prepared it for this yamtif and, and now you want to use it for another yamtif, you're not going to remember. You just have, like, you have in your cupboard a, a air of tashumi for a few weeks. That's not going to help you remember to, uh, to actively separate something for Shabbos. So therefore, it wouldn't work. But according to Rav Ashi, that the whole purpose is just as a hacker. Meaning is to remind you that that person should have the hacker recognition that if for sh- even for Shabbos, I'm not allowed to cook, I'm not allowed to cook on Yom for the Tzarek Shabbos. And it's only because I have this air that allows me to do such a thing. So for sure, I can't cook from a week, uh, Yom to a weekday. So according to Rav Ashi, it would work as long as you have some type of hacker and it's Kayim. So you have somewhere that there's an air of Tashilin. So therefore, it, it, it will remind you, it will be a hacker that cooking for Yom Tov, Shabbos, is a different situation only because of Erev Tafshilin. Mash Enkin, of course, with Tzarechol, you wouldn't be able to cook. So then it would work. So in other words, um, the difference is, also in Svar, what, dif- what is the difference between Rava and Ravashi? According to Rava, the purpose of the of the Erev Tashun is to actively remind you to do something. It's to actively remind you. Zechor is, 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 is remember. It's, it's telling you that you have to remember the Shabbos. You have to actively remember the Shabbos to separate something, to separate a money yata for it. Masha Inc., according to Ravashi, the purpose of the Erev Tashilin is more of a hacker that you shouldn't, uh, make, you shouldn't make a mistake. So based on this idea of the Rosh, we could understand also the, the, the difference in Toichen between Rava and Ravashi. According to Ravashi, the purpose of the Tukana, as we said, was L'chavad Yamtif. What was the, what was, what's the L'chavad Yamtif? It's really an Indian of Shlivi. That we're schoishish that you might be mezalza in Kavad Yamtif, that you might come to cook for Yamtif to so the purpose of the the, the, the teichin, the reason why we made a tikkun, is that we're chayshish, that we're afraid that you might come to be mechalal, mechalal yamtet. You might be nichshal. You might cook for the tzarich yachal. So therefore, they made a tikkun that answers cooking even the tzarich shabbos, unless you made an erftashim. So in other words, like this, according to Rav Ashi, the the siba, what's the, the we have a chashish that you might be nichshal. So therefore, since there's a chashash the Mitchell, what's the Takana? What would be the Takana to fix that issue? Is that we ask for cooking on Shabbos. So that's, but of course, we need to be able to cook also Litzarach Shabbos. So therefore, they make an Erev Tashum. So the Siba, the essence of the Takana is that you can't, we have to protect Yamtif. And how do we do that? Is by answering cooking on Shabbos. And, uh, and as a musubah, since we need to be able to cook also Litzarach uh, Shabbos, therefore we have a tikkun. We made a tikkun that you're able to, you know, cook in this type of scenario where it would be clear that it's only because you're finishing to cook for Shabbos that's why it's okay, and therefore we won't make a mistake regarding yamtiv. So we're trying to trying to protect us from making a mistake. That's in other words, it's protecting us from making a mistake. So therefore the iser they made a tikkun that it's aser to cook. That's how you're protecting yamtiv. This is how you're protecting that you won't make a nichshal. And the Masubah is only that it gives you a way out by making Erev Tashul. According to Rava, the whole thing is an Inyan Chayuvi. It's to remind you of Shabbos. It's to remind you to separate something, a money yacht from Shabbos. Therefore, also the way how they made the Tukana, the Tukana was to be Niach Erev Tashul. So it's not the Asr cooking on Shabbos. According to Rav Ashi, it's the, 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 the main Tukana is to Asr cooking on Yom for, for Tzarek Shabbos. 
according to Rava, the main takana was to make an Erev Tashilin. Because by making the Erev Tashilin, that will remind you about Shabbos. But as Musubav, meaning is how are we going to enforce that you will actually make an Erev Tashilin L'Tzorich Shabbos, is if we tell you that if you don't make the Erev Tashilin, you're not going to be allowed to cook at all. So the Etzim Takana is that you have to make an Erev Tashilin. As Musubav from that, in order to enforce it, the Mechazik Takana, we say if you don't make it, you won't be able to cook at all. But that's, but that's not the Indian. It's just the, it's the Tetzah. It's, it's just to guard, to guard the Takana, therefore we have this Isser. So according to Rav Ashi, the main Takana is to Asr cooking on Yom Tov Tzor Shabbos. But as, as a Tetzah, we need to have some type of way to be able to cook for Shabbos, so we make an Erev Tashilin. Mashenkin to Rav, the main thing is the, is the Erev Tashilin. The Erev Tashilin is to remind us of Shabbos, but as a Tetzah, we need to have to to make sure that people actually follow the Xera. Therefore, we, uh, if you don't make the Erev Tashilin, it's going to be Asr to cook on Yom So based on this, we could now jump back to Shittas Rashi. And we can understand what, what's going on with Rashi. Our questions of, of Rashi were, to summarize, is that why isn't Rashi the Gemara Kapshute? That Shmuel says of art, Rava and Ravasha are explaining Shmuel. It's simple. So the reasoning is, is that the Pasuk Zachar Siyam Hashabs Takachai is telling you a a a Indian chayuvi that you have to do something. You have to remember the Shabbos to give it kedusha. So the pasuk is telling you zechor siyam Shabbos. The whole idea of the pasuk is to remember the Shabbos. That's so. So therefore, according to Shmuel, what's the essence of the Takana? It's to do something to help you remember the Shabbos in a situation you might come to forget it. So it's to protect the Shabbos. It's it's inyan chayuvi, and that's also what Rava said. So Shmuel and Rava are, are saying the same idea, but according but according to Ravashi, the Takana has nothing to do with Shabbos. The Takana is nothing to do with Zechor Shem Shabbos Lakatre. Rather, it's to prevent Yom Tif from being dishonored. That's what's being Machriach Rashi, and, and he has to learn the Gemara, not Kipshute. That therefore, that Shmuel says, Menon Emili, Shmuel gives a source. Then the Gemara says, My Taima, it has to say, My Taima can't be going on Shmuel. Because Ravashi is not explaining Shmuel. So therefore, my Taman must be going back on, uh, on the Mishnah. What's the purpose of the Takana? Because Ravashi is not explaining Shmuel. On the contrary, he's saying a totally different part. So the, therefore, the my Taman is going back on the Mishnah. And then Ravah and Ravashi are giving different reasons why there was a Takana. And then and Shmuel gives an Asmachta, which would fit with uh, Ravah. And Lechaira, I, I didn't see this in any Mephorshim or in the Rebbe Sicha, so... Uh, that's why I'm warning you. L'chayra Rav Ashi's asmachta possibly could be the, the same asmachta the Tani Maisel Amahacha. Rav Ashi doesn't mention asmachta, so again, Shmuel gives an asmachta, so it could just be the Rav Ashi doesn't give an asmachta. He's just discussing the, you know, the reasoning. But if you want to give an asmachta for Rav Ashi, maybe he could use the same asmachta of, of Rav Lazar, of Asher Ta'ifu Ta'ifu, that you could only bake on that which you already started baking on, on, on Erev Yantif. That would fit very well with his shita. So that would explain why, why Rashi's not, not learning the Gemara Kipshuta like the Ran is because he has this hechrich. The Rav Ashi cannot be explaining Shmuel because he's not explaining the Pasuk. He's saying a totally different bar. Okay. So now let's j- jump back to the Alter Rebbe. So we, going back to the Alter Rebbe, 
we said that the Alter Rebbe held that regarding the Erev Tavshilin, the Erev Tavshilin is, is supposed to be kept until, uh, for Shabbos and you should try to use it as multiple times. And our question is, what's the difference between Erev Tavshilin and Rupe Chatzeres? The Chayra, you know, just like Erev Tavshilin, Erev Tavshilin should keep, you do multiple mitzvahs with it. Why not the same thing in Rupe Chatzeres? So go, going back to that point, you can now understand that according to this idea, Erev Tavshilin, what's the idea? What's the reasoning? What's the Takana of Erev Tavshilin? It's based on the idea that the Erev Tavshilin is a way to Zechor Siyam Shavs through Erev Tashulin, you remember the Shabbos. So that technically, the idea of remembering Shabbos is always, uh, in a sense, a mitzvah that a person has. You always need to remember the Shabbos. And in this type of Kavias, when it's a Erev, the Erev helps you remember Shabbos. Or even more, the the Rebbe says, in this type of situation where there's a Chshash, the Chorus Yom Shabbos is that when there's specifically a Chshash, you might come to forget the Shabbos, then there's an even greater Hagosha that you need to remember the Shabbos. But the point of Erev Tashulim is to remind you of the Shabbos. Therefore, there's a mitzvah in Mufchar to keep the Erev Tashulim L'Tzorek Shabbos. Meaning, besides for the idea that we're saying that you're supposed to do it for multiple, you know, use it for multiple mitzvahs, Besides for that whole idea of, of using the Erev, you did one mitzvah with it, let's do another mitzvah with it. There's another more fundamental reason why you should keep the Erev Tashun for Shabbos. It's because the Erev Tashun is something which helps you remember the Shabbos. It's the Chor Siyam Shabbos through the Erev. Therefore, you should be keeping it for Shabbos because that will help you remember the Shabbos and you should keep it as long as possible on Shabbos because as long as you have it and the more things that you connect it with, the more that you're going to remember the Shabbos. And therefore... Even the Maril that we mentioned earlier, the Maril tells us that uh, he says, he, he first writes, He says, it's good to leave it from Yom Tov Shabbos. So you're supposed to hold the error from Shabbos. And only afterwards he said, and his minig was that he would use it for, you know, he wouldn't just hold it for Shabbos, he would use it in the at night, in the morning, and then Shabbos Shulis. But the first thing that he writes is, that it's good to leave it for Yom Tov Shabbos. The question is, why is it good to leave from Yom Tov Shabbos? Good to leave from Yom Tov Shabbos. What's the point? The whole purpose is to cook. So you finish cooking. So why is it good to leave it from Yom Tov Shabbos? Elamai, what he's trying to tell you, he's trying to say that it's good to leave it for Yom Tov Shabbos because that because that's adding in the union of Zecher Yom Shabbos Tzakache that on Shabbos itself you have something that's reminding you to give kedusha. So it's a good thing to leave it. And then only afterwards he says that the Meril's only meaning was. He, that he didn't just leave it for Shabbos and then, you know, eat it right away, but rather he, he would, or feed it to his animals. No, rather he would actually start doing mitzvah with it. Use it for the night, use it for the morning, etc. Similarly, the Rebbe brings from the Minhagim of the Marat Tirna, that he would set, that he writes over there, Arab He says, you should guard the Arab until Shabbos comes in. Why should you guard the Arab until Shabbos comes in? But according to the reasoning of Rava, it makes sense. Because the Arab gives, uh, um, because when you hold the Erev for Shabbos, that gives you a high soften the Inyan of Zechreu. The Erev Tashun gives you a high soften the Inyan of Zecher and to remember the Shabbos. So that would be a reasoning why you should do this. But Masha'inkin, according to Ravashi, there, there would be no purpose of keeping it for Shabbos. Because again, according to Ravashi, the whole purpose is the Kavid Yamtif. And the Kavid Yamtif, maybe just ask a question. No, I'll ask a question, maybe to bring it out even clearer. 
L'chayra, you can ask like this. That, that maybe even according to Ravashi, it makes sense that you should keep the Erev Tashilin until Shabbos starts. Why? Because the purpose of the Erev Tashilin is that, that when you, be, you began cooking Erev Yamtif, and then you're only finishing the food that you cooked on Shabbos, you're only finishing to cook the food on Yamtif, Lutzar Shabbos. So that, that reminds you that Lutzar you for sure you can't do anything. So that maybe you can think like that. Wait a second. So if the whole point is I'm just finishing what I began cooking on Erev Yamtif, I'm finishing to cook that on, on Yamtif, so therefore, wouldn't it make sense that I should keep that food until Shabbos starts? That would, that would make that uh, clarity in my mind much greater. If I end up eating the food of the Erev Tashilin on Yom Tif itself, that the Erev Tashilin I eat on Yom Tif, that it almost looks like a trick. I, I, I began cooking on Erev Yom Tif, I finished on Yom Tif, and then I ate the food that I began, I, I, I ate the food which is for Shabbos supposedly, which I began cooking on Erev Yom Tif, I eat it on Yom Tif, then it makes it look like you never actually had any food that you began cooking on Erev Yom Tif. It looks like you just began cooking for Shabbos L'Chathila on Yom Tif. You're not just completing a meal. So maybe even according to Rav Ashi, there should be maybe some type of hider of keeping the Erev Tashilin until Shabbos, because then it's clear that the Erev Tashilin was really the beginning of cooking with Tzarek Shabbos. So why can't you say that? So the reasoning why is because according to Rav Ashi, how are you remembering Yom Tif? How are you giving Yom Tif honor? It's by answering the cooking from sh- for, for Yom Tif with Tzarek Shabbos. The the erev tashulim is just a takana that should give you the capabilities to also cook for Shabbos. But the way how you're giving honor to Yom Tif has nothing to do with the erev tashulim. The honor is that you're not allowed to cook. So we have to have some type of takana, some type of hacker, so that you should be able to also cook for Shabbos. So we make also the the, the erev tashulim. But the erev tashulim itself is not giving, definitely not giving honor to Shabbos according to Rabashi, and it's also not giving honor to Yom Tif. So there's no reason to keep it. The whole purpose is to have some type of hacker that you should be able to cook. That when you're cooking for Shabbos, you have some type of remembrance that you can't cook for Yamtif. Or you can't cook, sorry, L'tzarechel. So that you have. But the purpose of that is giving honor to Yamtif, giving honor to Shabbos. That's not true. It's not giving, it's not, it's not the purpose. The purpose of giving, the way how we give honor to Yamtif is by asking to cook on Yamtif L'tzarech Shabbos. Okay, so now we can go back. Let's finish off with the idea of the Alter Rebbe. So now why is the Alter Rebbe between Arub Echetzeres and Erev Tachim? So if you look at the Lashon of the Alter Rebbe, he writes that by regarding to Erev, he says it needs to be Mekayim. You need to have the Erev Mekayim, uh, the entire Benish Mashas. And then you should be Baitzerah on it for Shabbos Shachris, for the morning meal. And he says, why? Since you did one mitzvah, you should also do another mitzvah with it. He just says, since. So the Hanshuk Lashon is moving. That, that what's the only reason why you should keep it, uh, keep it for Shabbos? It has nothing to do with honor of the Shabbos. No, it's just because you did one mitzvah. You should do another mitzvah. It's hoyo. He says very clearly, why are you keeping it? Because since you did one mitzvah, let's do another mitzvah. Therefore, you use it for Shabbos Shachas. But when you look at the Lashon of the Alter Rebbe in Erev Tashilin, he says that in the Ikr Hadin, you're allowed to eat it as soon as you finish preparing the Tzarek Shabbos. But he says that it's a mitzvah minamukher lahantan to eat the bread of the Erev Tashilin until, until one of the Gimel Sudas of Shabbos. He says it's a mitzvah minamufchar. The lashon of a mitzvah minamufchar is that a mitzvah minamufchar means the best possible way of doing the mitzvah that we're discussing. So you're saying the mitzvah minamufchar, meaning is what's the mitzvah minamufchar of, of, of making erev tashilin? Right? We're talking about the erev tashilin. So he says the then you can eat it right away. But the mitzvah minamufchar of, uh, uh, of, of, of this erev tashilin is not to eat it right away, rather to keep it, he says, 
until you have one of the meals of Shabbos. So that's not just hoyl, you did one mitzvah, let's do another mitzvah. No, we're saying it's a mitzvah min mufkar. The Lashon of the Rebbe is that this is a that this is a mufkar in their mitzvah. In the in of Tafshilin, this is a mufkar. Now, now we can answer the other question we had, which was, why by Aruve Chatseris, the Alter Rebbe says you just need to have it for the morning suda. Mash'en came by Erev Tafshilin, you should keep it by the third meal. So we asked really two questions. First of all, uh, you know, why one by three and one by only by two meals? But we also asked another question, is that by Erev Tafshilin, what's the mile of keeping it for the Suda Shlishis? We said it's better to keep it by the Suda Shnia because the Suda Shnia would have two times Lacham, lacham upon him, plus a Chashiva Suda, which is meant for bread. Mashinkin, if you keep it to Shalash Shudas, you still only have two times Lacham upon uh, him. And the meal, the, the keem of the Suda Shabbos is a shvacher one, because you don't need bread. It's not the most chashiv meal. The, the, the morning one is the most chashiv, and, and the, the afternoon meal, you don't even need bread. So according to this, the shot is that the reasoning why you're keeping it until Shalash Shudas is because you want to keep the Arab as long as possible. Because since the Arab Tafshulim, what's the essence of the Arab Tafshulim is to add in the Zecher of Shabbos. So the longer you can keep it, the longer you're, you're keeping the essence of the mitzvah. This that you're connecting it to other mitzvahs, that's a side point. Like you're doing one mitzvah with it, let's also do additional mitzvahs with it, which is beautiful. But of course the main thing is the mitzvah of the mufka, the mitzvah, the mufka of the mitzvah itself. So the longer you keep the Arab, the more you're remembering Shabbos. Ah, this is the Arab Tashlum, which is the Chorus Yom Shabbos Nakachim. And, and, and under Averta, in other words, the Rebbe says, it's not just that you're adding in the Indian of Zechor, Shem, Shabbos, Takacha. That's one, what's one point that you're adding in the Zechor to remember the Shabbos. But also what you're doing is, you're also connecting it to every meal. So there's another Mila that you're connecting to the evening meal, to the morning meal, the Shabbos, Shabbos meal. So you're connecting the Indian of Zechor, Shabbos, Takacha to, to all your Tzorich, Shabbos. So that's another Mila. So you have two Milas over here. The A, the Erev Tashlun is adding in, in general, this Indian of and second of all, you're actually connecting the Arab to all the different aspects of Shabbos itself, all the different meals, that each meal will have this maila of an extra Zecher of Shabbos. But Masha Inkain, when we're talking about Aruve Chatzeris, Aruve Chatzeris, there's no reason why you should leave it over for the Suudah Shlishas. Because Ad Rabbah, we said, the Suudah Shlishas has a chasar in the Gabi, the Suudah Shniya. The Suudah Shniya is the most chashudah meal of, of, of Yomtev. So you want to have it by the second meal, because then you'd have two times, um, two times lecha mishnah. Plus, you also are able to make, use the uh, use the use the bread for the most hush of the the the, the of the most hush of suda of Shabbos, which would be the second meal, not the third. So now let's just jump to, to do some ha'aris. We'll start off with a ha'ar forty-one. We're not, I want to go in order of the R's. We'll just um, jump around a bit. So R41, uh, the, the, the Rebbe asks Shaila that if you look at Aruve Chatzeris, the Alta Rebbe brought two options. He, he brought that you could have it, it should be on it in the morning. Then he brings in a Chatzi Eagle, or you could have it if, you, if, if you're being making the Suda when it's for sure dark. And that's from the Minig of the Maram. 
and it's also the Yushami says this clearly that you make a brach on it at the night time. So the question is, what would be the Maila of keeping it or making the bracha at nighttime? The Chayra, it would be better to use it in the morning because then, then you're doing, there are a few reasons. First of all, because then you're doing many mitzvahs of it. A, you'll use it for Lacha Mishnah at night, so that's one mitzvah. Then you'll do it a second time by the main meal of Shabbos, the second meal, the day meal. So that's two times Lacha Mishnah. Plus, then you're going to have this Uda with it. In addition, that Bechlal, the second meal, is always the most chashiv. So what would be the reasoning why the altar would write that you could also, that, you know, doing it at nighttime? The chayra, the greatest smile would be to do it in the morning. Right, you're able to do uh, mitzvah harbe. So he says, it's possible that the reasoning of the minig is to let you know that, it is to, 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 to let us know, that right when you're able to eat it, right when it becomes nighttime. Meaning, there was, as mentioned earlier, there's a machlaikis, how long you're supposed to keep the aruve chetzeres for. Are you supposed to keep it just until after, till it comes dark, or dark vadai, or are you supposed to have it for the whole Shabbos? So in order to be, teach us that, you're supposed, that you only need to have it until it becomes vadai dark, therefore you eat it right after it becomes vadai dark, because it teaches us, it reminds you of this Allah. It's right after it gets dark, that's all you need to keep it for. And, and, and that could be the reason in the minute to tell us what the Allah is. And he brings um, a derech maimer rabzerah and brachist on the ches uh, that rabzerah, the story over there was that they mentioned about a certain individual that he was very baki uh, brachis. So when he said next time he comes to the area, bring him by. And when he came by, he listened to him to make, make, making a bracha on bread. And by the bracha of bread, there's a machlekes, what the bracha is. Lukuli alma, you're allowed to say moitzi lachemin arts. A bracha birchusenen always needs to be past tense. So moitzi lachemin arts would mean that he who took the bread out of the ground. So moitzi for sure works. The question is, what about ha moitzi lachemin arts? Like we do it nowadays. Does ha moitzi lachemin arts is that future tense that he who brings forth the bread or he who brought forth the bread from the ground? So that's a machlekes. So when he heard this individual make a bracha. He used the lashon of moitzi lachem arts. He used the lashon that everybody agrees with. Everybody agrees to moitzi lachem arts, and that's the bracha that he used. So he said, this person, he's not a chacham, because moitzi lachem arts, everybody knows that's good. Rather, what he should have done was, he should have told us, said, ha moitzi lachem arts, to teach us that the lacha is that you are able to have moitzi lachem arts. That ha moitzi lachem arts is also a lashon of ava. But the point from that story is that many minhagim are, are, are set up to teach us what a particular halacha is. So we say, why don't we say moitzi? The reason is, we're saying, to teach you that also works. So who had done over here? That it could be that the reason why you eat it, as the author is bringing this idea of eating it right when it gets dark, like why was that the minig of the maram? Because the minig of the maram was trying to be ashmi'ina to teach us that you only need to keep it from and then he's made that according to the brother of the author, the maril, that whenever something is in Parentheses, it was Masupik uh, by the Alter Rebbe, uh, what the Lacha is, and he was planning on returning to it and, um, you know, making, making a final psaac, but, uh, you know, obviously he never got back to this particular Indian. Um, so therefore it was Masupik. So meaning is it was Masupik to the Alter Rebbe, should he just write, I guess, to do it in the morning because you've marred the mitzvah, or the minig of the Maram, that you should have it at night to, to, to teach us that 
the Ruri Chetzeris only needs to be Kaim Ben Hashmashas. Ara, let's do with R39. It's another nice one. So the Shaila R39 is that the Altar has a beautiful Chiddush over here. That the Altar is saying that the Inyan of Erev Tashilin is, is, is the essence of Erev Tashilin is to remember the Shabbos. And therefore, since its essence is to remember the Shabbos, you're supposed to uh, keep it for Shabbos and, and keep it for as many meals as possible, only eat it by Shalashudas. So he says, but why doesn't Altar say that Beferish? He says, all he's, Altar says Beferish is that it's a mitzvah and a to uh, hold on to the bread for one of the meals of Shabbos. And why? Because when you do a mitzvah with something, you should also try to do another mitzvah. What he says Beferish, the reason is, so mitzvah and mufkar is giving us a remez. It's remez that there's a mitzvah and mufkar he's saying to keep it until for one of those meals. So by telling us it's a mitzvah and mufkar, that's that lashon mitzvah and mufkar means a mitzvah and mufkar within the erev tashulin itself. So that's one of I guess maybe one of the duke that the Rebbe understood from there that clearly that within erev tashulin itself it's a mitzvah and mufkar that it should be kaim on Shabbos, not just for the side reasons that you're able to do multiple mitzvahs with it. But the question he's asking, why isn't the, the author to write this clearly, this big chiddish of Zachary, that the Erev Tashulah, Zachary, Shreem HaShav Sakatri, it's an Inu Chayuvin. So he says, because the style of the Alter Rebbe is not to write a Tam Furish. Rather, it's similar to the Rambam. The Rambam, when he has a chiddish din, he doesn't write, if it's not mentioned in the Poiskim or in the Gemara, if, well, Rambam, if it's not mentioned in the Gemara, he's not going to bring it down. But he might be miraminous to it by the way how he writes the Halacha. So the Alter Rebbe had a similar club when he gave reasons, because Alter Rebbe is the Shulchan Ar- with reasons, that he'd only mention a reason if it was mentioned clearly in the Gemara or the Paiskin, the Gemara Vershainim Chulu. So over here, he hints to another reason, just in the Signan Lashainim, that the Achila Veshtam Shusa'er Besudah Shabbos is Gam Gedr Be'er Tashilin Gufa. R40. So R40 is going to discuss what was the reasoning of the Ma'aril. If you remember, the Maril we brought earlier said that even by Aruv HaChetzeris, you should keep it until Shalashimus. But the Maril also wrote, that you're, there's an union of just keeping the Erev Tashilin from Yom Tif to Shabbos, which implies that he agrees with this vort of the Alter Rebbe, and agrees with Rashi and the Rosh, that there is a intrinsic mile of Zachar Shemes Lachabas in the Erev, and therefore you should keep it until Shabbos. But that's only by Erev Tashilin, that wouldn't apply by Rube Chatzeris. So Ebezoi, the, the Rebbe's question is, that why by Rube Chatzeris is, does the Maril hold that you should keep it for Shal Shudas? Lachar, he should agree with the Alter Rebbe that you should really be eating it by the Suda Shnia, uh, which, which, which is the most chashid of the meals of Shabbos. So the, the Rebbe gives two answers. Um, and and, and uh, uh, you should definitely look at it Bifnim yourself. Uh, and I will just explain the two answers, how I, I understand them. So he answers that the, that the bracha of a moitzi, the additional bracha of a moitzi, they make this with, uh, with eating the bread, is machria over the mile of eating bread by this udah Shabbos. Not like we mentioned earlier in Sifkimo. Because Kevin Ladas Elu, because even according to those who hold that there's no chiyav of eating bread at the Swedish delicious, but if you eat bread, then then it is a mitzvah that you did. And he says similar, I'll get, you know, mention that in a moment. So, so what's his answer that he's trying to tell us? He's saying that ain't hachinami, 
there's no mitzvah of eating, there's no mitzvah of having bread at the third meal. So as we said earlier, the hamotzi that you're making is just a birchus anen. It's just, you need a, in order to eat bread, you need to have some type of birchus anen, and l'chayr, you know, birchus anen, you anyways have at the second meal. He says, it could be that they hold, that the meril holds, that since papayl, you need to have a, a su'udah shlishis. True, the su'udah shlishis doesn't need to be bread. It could be anything. But since papayl, you're choosing bread to be your su'udah shlishis, so therefore the bracha that you're making on the su'udah shlishis now has a gather of a bracha which is a heksher for the mitzvah. It's part of the mitzvah itself. So when you're eating, when you're making the hamaytzi, the hamaytzi is not just a birchus anenin anymore. It's a hamaytzi which is part of, um, part of the chiv of the, of the, of the, of the shlishis. So again, it's not a chiv to have bread, but where there is a chiv to have a shal shodas. It could be anything. But once you're deciding to use the bread, then the bracha of you need to say hamaytzi to be able to eat that bread. Therefore, the hamaytzi is not just a birchus anenin and has an added maila to it. And that would be the maila nesefes that that third uh, meal would have. So, and that's why the Maril says that you're adding a whole nother Indian. So, according to Maril, even though you're right, the Mitzad, the Indian of the Su'uda, the second Su'uda is more Hashif, but by the third meal, there is some sort of Su'uda there, plus you're getting a, another Baracha of a Maitzi, which in a way, if you remember from the Lashon of the Gemara, the Lashon of the Gemara anyways was also had to do with a Maitzi. He says they would say, because since he did one mitzvah, you should do another mitzvah with it. So it actually says the sloshan of a mitzvah arts, which, which implies that there's a, there, there's a, it sounds like at least from the lashan, that part of the mitzvah is saying the, saying the bracha on the bread, that is part of the mitzvah. So according to this way of understanding it, that it's because when you do lacha mishnah, or you do a mitzvah, or make one of the suddhas of Shabbos, you need to have a bracha with it, that gives a certain cheshivas to the Birch Sananen, so that's very gishmak, and that would fit very nicely with the Gemara, so we had a certain Maila in the Maril's Pshat. So that's one, uh, and, and he says, Alderch, the, the Rebbe gives two examples of this idea. He says that, um, you, of course, you only need to daven three times a day, but there is this concept, so when you're davening more than three times, true, you don't have an obligation to daven more than three times, when you daven more than three times, you're still doing a mitzvah, meaning when you do a tefillah stadava, that's still a tefillah, and you get a mitzvah for davening. Uh, another example is that Natsina Sadaka, the, the, the mitzvah minimukhar, the highest type of tzedakah that you could give is a chaymish. That's a mitzvah minimukhar. But well, let's say you give more than a chaymish. Of course, I'm assuming this, if in situations where you're allowed to give a chaymish, Ganyan Shavuyan, Kuroth Nefesh, when a person's very wealthy, he has a lot of extra money, you're allowed to give more uh, in many scenarios. So when you're giving more than a chaymish, it's not even a mitzvah minimukhar to give more than a chaymish. But you're still, but you're giving more. So when you give more, even though there's no obligation, when you're giving more, that is a mitzvah. So these are examples that you might not have a obligation to do these things, but when you do it, that is considered a mitzvah. So who did over here? You don't need to use bread. But since you are using bread, then the bread now becomes the mitzvah, because that's papayal what you're using. Therefore, the bracha that you're making for the bread would also be uh, part of uh, the mitzvah. The Rebbe also gives an knife and after. And he says that there's two inyanim in Bazaar. He says there's the inyan of the Shabbos, and there's also an inyan of Oynik Shabbos. Uh, by having foods and dvarim, which are chashuv and Oynik, and there's no shear, because even a davar muat, the Shabbos I saw, that would be considered Oynik, if you fulfill the mitzvah. And the Idrich Gisa, 
you could be marba according to what you're able to. And you could have a tikkun macholim rabim etayvim harizem meshubach. So we see that by the inyan of oynik shabbos, there's no shear. So I think what the rabbi is trying to say is that this could be a, a, another reason why the birchas hamaitzi would be considered a mitzvah, because even though mitzad the inyan of suudas shabbos, there's no chiyav because you could just fulfill the inyan of the suudas shlishas by having Paris. But mitzad the inyan of oynik shabbos, you could be marba. So you could have a miut, which is just having pears, or you could be marba by having bread. So since you're being marba by having bread, so the bracha that you're making on the bread would be considered a, mitz, a mitzvah. Because by having bread, you're, being, you're, you're adding in the imin of oinik shabbos. So the su'uda is a greater type of su'uda. It's a su'uda now that has the imin of, of, of oinik in it. So therefore the bread, which is making you have a greater level of oinik shabbos, would be considered part of the mitzvah. And therefore, the bracha that you would make could the bracha of Maitzi would be have a gather of also part of the union of Oynik Shabbos because uh, because uh, because of that. Okay. Um, another, I just want to do one last. Well, really, there's three ha'aris, which I'm going to just put them all together, hopefully in one uh, topic. So, one of the questions that the Rebbe is going to explain the Pnimi Sinyanim, and I'm going to try to explain it. Based on some of the Rebbe, is that the Alter Rebbe he quotes when he quotes the Rush, he says like this. He says there's one reason of making the Erev Tashilin is to be Marba Bechvei Shiyamtiv. The second reason is to be Marba in Kvei Shabbat. So the first reason is he brings the reason of Rashi, and then he brings the reason of Rava, and he says that in Yamaisa you should be you know you should be make the Erev Lechatchila on Erev Yamtiv itself like Shita's Rava. But the Diyavad, if you made it early, you can rely on Shittas Ravashi. So you should do like Rav, but the Diyavad, uh, you could rely on Ravashi. So the question, the Rebbe points out in the R19 that from the Lashon of the Alter Rebbe, he says, there's that because of two reasons, the Chamim were Mesach in the Inyan of the Erev Tashim. From his Lashon, it's Mashm L'Chaira, that it's not an argument, but rather it's two reasons. So if you remember the Rosh clearly says it's it's a machlaikis. There's reason of Rava, there's reason of Ashim, there's an Akmin Allah between them. But according to the Lashon of the Alter Rebbe, he says there's two Dvarim, which which means basically means it's two reasons it's Masha that it's not an argument. So that's what the, the Rebbe points out in R nineteen, and he says to look at Pneshu and the Slach. But if you look at what we just quoted, the Alter Rebbe, Lachaira, is passing lechatchila like Rava, but the diavad like Ravashi. So how can you give the nafkimina of the rush and still hold it's not a machlekes? The rush is based on that there's a machlekes between Rava or Ravashi, and we're passing basically Ravashi, so we could be mekel, and 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 that's what the Alter Rebbe is saying that lechatchila we should try to be machmer like Rava, but the diavad you could be mekel like Ravashi. But if we're holding that there are just two reasons, meaning they're not arguing, the Gemara said, made it's kind of and then the Gemara asks why. So Rava gave one reason, and Ravashi adds another reason. So if Ravashi is just adding on Rava, that means he agrees with Rava, that of course it needs to be Lechavit Shabbos. So therefore, you have to make it on Erev Yantif itself. And then he's giving another reason that's also, you know, Lechavit, uh, sorry, Rava will be Lechavit Shabbos, and then he adds it's also Lechavit Yantif. So it seems like how could the Alter Rebbe hold both things? That it's a reason that they're both two reasons that they're not arguing with just two reasons. But the other hand, 
he, he makes makes this machoikis. He, he's saying that he makes a difference between Rava. He, he, he holds this nafmina of the rush, which is based on based on the idea that there is a machoikis. Also, Stam, the Alter also brings in a diff, the opposite order of the Gemara. He first brings and then the second thing he brings is which is the reason of Rav, which is the opposite order. So that particular idea that Rav discusses the Ptimis in Yanin. But we'll try to see if we can uh, explain it all in Nigla. Um, the last thing, our 30 and 31, is L'Chaira. We said, according to Rashi, he holds that that uh, Rava and Shmuel hold that the Inyan of the Arab Tashulun is Inyan Chayuvi. Zachar Siyam Shabbos Lekatrik. Mash Enkin Rabashi, he can't be explaining Rava. You can't say that my time is going on Shmuel because Rabashi is saying a totally different idea than Shmuel. He's explaining that it has to do with the Kavid Yomtev. So the question, Machaira, is like this. First of all, um, the Rush. The Rush, we explained, also holds of this concept like Rashi. Rava is Kiyov, Ravashi is Shlila. But if you look at the Rush, and Hara 31 tells us that the Rush brings the Smachta Shmuel, and then it brings both reasons of Rava and Ravashi. But that doesn't make any sense, because according to Rush, he holds like Rashi, that Rava is saying Kavit Shabbos, and he's explaining, and he would hold of this idea of Zachar Shem Sakache. Masha Inke Rav Ashi has nothing to do with the Zachar Shem Sakache, and rather it has to do with Yamtiv. So how could why would the Rush bring the Smachta and Rava and Ravashi? He doesn't bring the last Smachta of Rav Lazar. So it's the Mashmais of the Rush is that he's holding he holds kind of like the Ran that they're both Rava and Ravashi are explaining the Smachta Shmuel, and he actually brings from the Meiri. The Meiri says exactly the same thing as Rashi, but he brings down that Hani and Roy Kulam they both hold that the Erev Tashulim, the Smach the Delay Mezachar, that both of them are right. He brings down Rashi, and then he writes that they both hold of the Smach of Zachar. So how, how could the Me'iri, Me'iri holds like Rashi, clearly he's saying, he's saying like the Pirish of Rashi, and then he says that they're both learning it from Zachar, that's for from the whole Svara that we've been explaining until now. So Ula Yishlemer, that that Alter Rebbe learns the Sugya like the Ran, meaning that Rav Ashi is also explaining the Pasuk of Zachar Shem Shavstakatri. And he learns that you have to, that when, yom, since it's Asr to cook on Yom Tafutzar Shabbos, therefore you might come to forget Shabbos. So we made a Takana of Erev Tafshun to make sure we remember also um, Shabbos. So according to Rav Ashi, Rav learns, is that, the, that Rav Ashi holds that the essence Indian, the, the essence of Erev Tashilin is the Chabad Yamtiv. Because we don't we don't want it's Indian of Shlila, we don't want to be Nikshal with that you might cook from Yamta Batsarcha. And therefore we ask for even Shabbos. But when they made the Erev Tashilin itself, the Erev Tashilin was to protect the honor of Shabbos. Right? It, we we answered cooking on Yamtif Lutzar Shabbos in order to give that was the main Indian. But as I take saw, there's going to be a disgrace of Shabbos. Shabbos is not going to have any food. Therefore, based on the Pasuk, Zohar, Shem, Shakacha, we learned that there's an obligation to give honor to Shabbos too. And therefore, we made the Indian of Erev Tashul. But if, but based on that, even Rav Ashi holds us to the idea of Zohar, Shem, 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 Shem
The says, according to Rav Ashi, the main Indian is, of course, the Kavid Yamtev. But Papaya, where are we learning the Indian of Erev Tafshulun from? We're learning it from the Pasuk of Zohar, That means the Papaya, the Indian of Erev Tafshulun itself, is to give honor to the Shabbos. So, Oibazoi, when the Alter Rebbe, now let's go through all the questions. We'll start with Alter Rebbe first mentions the Chavid uh, Yamtev, and then he mentions the Chavid Shabbos. Why does he mention in the opposite order? Because he's learning like Ravashi. So he's saying the first reason, which is the main reason, is because of Sukhavid Yamtiv. And then there's a secondary reason, which is also Lakavid Shabbos. Therefore, also Halach Lamaisa, we should be Machmir for the secondary reason, which is that for Kavid Shabbos, because of the Asmach, right, that the Kanu was based on a Pasik, meaning is that the reason why we, we had any issue in the first, the, reason, the essence of the whole union of Erech Tashim is because of Yamtiv. But Papayo, they wanted to make some type of Tekana for Shabbos, and they based it on this Pasuk, which is telling us that you need to have obligations to remember the Shabbos. So the Smach is only coming, you only needed the Smach that once you already had the Isra of cooking on Yom Tzor Shabbos. So it's only coming as a secondary union. So once we have the secondary union, they based it on that Pasuk. So we see that within the air of Tashil, there's an union that it's to be most of covered in Shabbos. So therefore, Lechatechila, you should, even according to Rav Ashi, try to make the uh, Erev on Erev Yamtif itself. But the Ebed, if he didn't do it, then it's still going to be fine because the main idea is the Kavit Yamtif and not the Kavit Shabbos. So that would explain A, why there's, he brings the first reason of the Kavit Yamtif first, even though it's the opposite order of the Gemara. It would also explain how the Alter Rebbe says it's two timing, which implies that there's not a Machlaikis, it's, it's that just that Rabbi Ashi's adding another reason. And nonetheless, he passes like the Rush, but according to the Rush Bukhaira, he only says his vort according to Ravi. He doesn't say his vort according to Rashi. If Rashi agrees with Ravi, he's just adding another reason. That means he agrees with Ravi that it has to be done also on Erev Yantiv. He's just adding another in. So we're saying, yes, Ravashi agrees with Ravi, but he agrees with Ravi only as a secondary type of reason, not as two equal reasons. It's only a secondary reason. And this Lachayra also explained in R31, um, the Rush, that the Rush learns like Rashi that that Rava is a Chiv and Rav, and Rav Ashi is a Shlila, but nonetheless, he only brings Shmuel and he brings the two Rava and Rav Ashi as explaining Shmuel. Because according to him, he's also learning like the Rani, he's learning like the same style as the Alta Rebbe, that Rav Ashi would hold, it would be a secondary uh, type of Indian. Maybe, maybe you could explain that according to the Rush. Truth be told, I have to look at the Rush more carefully to see when he was giving his Nafkamina between Rava and Rav Ashi, was he just looking at the reasons like the Alter Rebbe, or is he saying this is the Shita Rebbe and then the Shita Rashi? So if it's like the Alter Rebbe, then you can do the same answer. But of course, if the Rush is saying that this is the Shita Rebbe and the Shita Ravashi, and this only works according to Ravashi, then L'Chaira, uh, this answer wouldn't work according to him.